Today in the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 7. This chapter begins with the faith of the centurion. When Jesus had finished saying all this in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. There a centurion's servant, whom his master valued highly, was sick and going to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him. This man deserves to have you come do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one go, and he goes, and that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith, even in Israel. Then the men who had been sent returned to the house and found the servant well. So the centurion understood who Jesus was and the authority that he had. Now, many people believe this centurion to be the one that we will read about in Luke chapter 23 in verse 47. This is upon Jesus's death. It says the centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, surely this was a righteous man. This is immediately after Jesus released his spirit into his father's hands. So the centurion's servant was healed. The centurion's faith is what moved Jesus. Moving on to the next section, Jesus raises a widow's son. We uh, read about this in Mark, and we will read about it in John. It says, soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain. His disciples and a large crowd went along with him. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, Don't cry. Then he went up and touched the coffin, and those carrying it stood still. He said, Young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave him back to his mother. They were all filled with awe and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to help his people. This news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding country. The next section is entitled Jesus and John the Baptist. We read this account in Matthew. John's disciples told him about all these things. John's disciples being John the Baptist and the people following him. Calling two of them, he sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else? When the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to ask, Are you the one who was to come, or should we expect someone else? At that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits, and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, Go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, 
the lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cured. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is preached to the poor. Blessed is the man who does not fall away on account of me. After John's messengers left, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No. Those who wear expensive clothes indulge in luxury. They're in palaces. But what did you go out to see? A prophet. Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. You'll remember that that is quoting the prophet Malachi. I tell you, among those born of a woman, there is no one greater than John. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Jesus said, no man born of a woman has ever been greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Those who will receive the gift that Jesus gives us, the gift of overcoming death and the gift of free life. All we have to do is receive him. All the people, even the tax collectors, when they heard Jesus' words, acknowledged that God's way was right because they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and experts in the law rejected God's purpose for themselves because they had not been baptized by John. So then Jesus says, To what then can I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling out to each other. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not cry. So here Jesus is saying they didn't receive John the Baptist when he came to prepare the way for me, and they did not receive me. For John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine, and you say, he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking, and you say, he's a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But Jesus goes on to say, but wisdom is proved right by all her children. The next section, Jesus is anointed by a sinful woman. We read about this in Matthew and in Mark. Now one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. He went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. When a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster jar of perfume. And as she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured the perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said, two men owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he canceled the debts of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? 
I came to your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not pour oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she has loved much. But he who has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, Who is this that even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So the explanation of the forgiveness of sins and those who have sinned greater certainly appreciate the forgiveness at an even deeper level. That ends Luke chapter 7. We'll pick up next time in chapter 8.